The heart and soul of archetypal somatics is through inner work. We enter soma and discover what's there, what's been hidden, and what wants to emerge right now so that it can be held by our conscious awareness. Join me for one-on-one coaching. You can also find other coaches on my website and let's journey together. Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. Most of us probably think we have a pretty good idea about what a friend is and what an enemy is. And hopefully this will be a little bit of a mind blower or mind opener for us so that we can decode and get a little more clarity about the energetics and unconscious things that go on in our understanding of friend and enemy. For the purposes of this shadow stalking work right here, decoding practice, working with these symbols, and uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the words first, but um, they're the same. Friends and enemies are the same. Let's start there. Let's start with that strange truth, and then we'll dig into the words a little bit. A friend, if we look at it really down to the origination of the word. If we go to Sanskrit, Mitra has quite an interesting meaning. Mitra, friend. It means something close to treaty or contract. And, uh, it, you know, when we get over into more modern language, it also means somebody to love, but, but this origin of, of this ancient language tells us what a friend is. A friend is somebody that I have a treaty with. That means it's somebody that I know. Um, and as we know how war goes and treaties go, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to last, it means that at some point I have had a treaty with this person or good relationship. And you might already be guessing why enemy is kind of the same word. Enemy, enemy, ami, probably a lot of us know that word means friend, ami. Um, and not enemy means sort of like not friend. But again, um, this might, it's also considered in ancient languages foreigner. So it's somebody I don't have a treaty with. It's somebody other. It's somebody I don't know. So you can also go back and, and listen to the episode Best Enemy. I have a lot on the, the shadow work around this particular subject. But 
But just back to this idea that an enemy is somebody I don't know and a friend is somebody I think I know. And this is why, this is why shadow work is so cool. Because if we get it that a friend and an enemy is essentially the same thing, it's a a person that I know where I think I know or a person that I think I don't like or think isn't my friend but might be my friend. Um, Particularly when it comes to shadow integration practices, an enemy is some of the best work we can ever do in terms of integrating shadow. Somebody that we have as a not friend. Uh, Somebody that rubs us the wrong way. A situation, a a dynamic in the world, something that rubs us the wrong way is going to be some of our best shadow integration work, some of our best capturing of our own shadow, our best shadow stalking that we'll ever be able to do. And you can go back and listen to the shadow stalking episode for, for more on stalking. In this kind of woo language, the language of contracts, um, like energetic contracts or, you know, courting each other or treaties or any of this kind of stuff, when it's out of consciousness, it's pretty problematic. We could, we could call it codependence. You know, this thing of courting each other or having our, our, each other in energetic bondage me bonded to you, me having expectations of you, you having expectations of me. This is really problematic. Um, And something that's come up in modern parlance, this idea of ghosting, it's always confusing to me why people in general consider ghosting to be bad because not having contact with somebody is a pretty clear message. If somebody has, in quotes, ghosted you it means they're not in the relationship with you in the physical because of various reasons so um, either you don't want to be you know in in a relationship with them either and get that really if somebody's ghosted you walk away Uh, the other thing is um, uh, probably neither of you know each other and so you want to come out of of coming to conclusions about who somebody is or what's going on with them. And if there's a sense of loss, there was probably a projection and a codependence. And it's easy to get that all back by uh, pulling the projection off the other person and, and owning it. You know, I'm tripping over my words a little bit. I'm not going to say it's easy. There's, there's, techniques there's skills to learn there's consciousness training there's there's work to do in order to to come out of old outdated blame and projection and this is why it's really good to get a coach you can take my course shadow stalking 101 there's great stuff in there about just how to how to very quickly uh, you know, pull that stuff back. My courses, Slayer Dragons and Guardians of Manifestation and Truth are all about working with personal archetypes and how to reown this shadow stuff. Um, but, but it's still possible to learn about shadow. Whether you work with me or take my courses or not, there's plenty of legitimate work out there about what, a sh- what shadow is. And I'm not talking about like, pop 
psychology versions of talking about how to blame a narcissist or something. That is not shadow integration at all. Identifying shadow in other people and stopping there is uh, really bad shadow work. <laughs> I'm just going to be super um, clear about that, that the next step is to find it in yourself. Okay, so this is how we turn a so-called enemy back into a um, ally, and and this is really better language for um, for how to understand the world. We can turn any symbol, any person, any dynamic, any situation into an ally in our conscious consciousness training. Whether we're hanging out with them, whether they ghosted us, whether we're uh, cut off from them, if they're dead, if they're no longer living. Any, anything, anything we've lost, anything that is plaguing us, um, an illness, all of this can become ally. This is the best enemy idea. All of this can become ally in something that is a very powerful uh, friend and companion on our journey. So even if I feel like I'm journeying, journeying entirely alone in this universe, I'm on my own, I don't have support, any of that, even the I don't have support idea or archetypal force is an ally. This is something to decode. This is something to understand and work with. So what if we talk about the unknown? You can listen to that episode about the unknown. Um... But this thing of the foreigner, the thing I don't yet know, this is a really important concept in terms of all relationships with my partner, with parts of myself, with my children, with my friends, with my colleagues I work with, is that I want to come out of knowing them as much as possible, as often as possible, daily, every time we meet. That's hard to do. But that's the, that's the practice, is to come out of preconception. When we do that, we give this other person an opportunity to evolve out of the way we have, any role we have them playing in our life. So I call this from role to role to soul to soul. This is especially important when it comes to our children. If we're parents who are keeping our children as children rather than as, you know, once they're grown, it becomes soul to soul. And if you're a child, once you get to um, uh, an age where your parents are starting to get a little tired or slower or not be as quick or able to support you, it is time for you to be more supportive of them than them to you. I'm not talking about financial. I'm talking about cosmic energetic duty, like how you show up for your, your parents. So this is how we get to start having flexibility and choice in how we relate to people. We do not have to be in a role that they want us to be in. We don't have to have people in the role that they're in currently in our life. We can totally change the role somebody's playing. So let's just say you've got a boyfriend who is a lot of trouble for you well start checking out the role you've got him playing you've got him playing the 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 jerky boyfriend you have him playing the um peter pan maybe somebody who doesn't want to grow up or have responsibility you know all the things and you take him out of that and and that might mean not being in a relationship with this person 
sometimes that's the only way. I like to think of it as how the relating has gone is over. So that means I'm just stopping the codependent patterns. I'm not supporting the codependency anymore. I'm coming out of that. And I'm not telling everybody to break up. That's not what I'm doing. So, I mean, we're entrenched with each other, but this is an energetic system. We are the ones that are responsible for the way we have, the roles we have people playing. So if I stay with the blame on the person that I'm perpetuating their role as, then I'm not getting it. So I I have to do the thing of saying to myself, I don't know this person. I have them cast somehow as a the role of enemy there's something polarized by me and them whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend or or you know problematic kid it doesn't matter you know child uh, offspring it doesn't matter what I want to do is I want to come out of of having them be perpetually as problematic or knowing who they are and and the beginning of that is to say I don't know them and that's coming out of arrogance and coming out of superiority thinking you know who who somebody is and that's so important if you have a a child for example who's got an addiction problem and you've got them cast as this addiction problem child and you're continuing to pick up the pieces and you know send them to rehab and helping them get deeper and deeper into their um, entrenchment with their addiction, you're the enemy at that point. That's you playing the role of enemy to your child. This is tough. This is some tough love, people. And I know that if you're listening to this episode or any of these episodes that you're ready for stalking and cornering shadow and looking it square in the face. So um, you're always, always welcome to leave anything behind that you feel is not for you or um, doesn't resonate in the moment, you know, chew on it. And later on, things might start to make more sense or you might find another avenue for your shadow integration. And I stick by my... my um, my, by the way I'm describing it, once it's out there, it has to come inside. I, I'm not sure why we have such difficulty with owning the ugliest parts of shadow, like the the perpetrators, the racist, the the um, bigots, the, the 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 capitalist monsters, the polluters, the the misogynist. The you know, come up with your own list of horrible shadow people and get it that that's coming from in you Watiko, the um predatory mind any of these um you know cold calculating any of these shadow characters that you have as enemy get it that not only can you own it on the inside but you can get friendly towards the content of whatever's going on in their dynamic and whatever thing you have, you're going to start getting really good data decoding that so that that you really are making good movements in the outer world and transforming the things that have been so cast in shadow that they're creating 
messes in the outer world. This is the way to do it. You get it, you, you, you see it, you find it on the inside, and then that's how the outside starts to really transform. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma Podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.